0: Whenever a book I write first arrives at home, I think, what, Mr. Keating, Mr. Keating, this just arrived. Oh, hi, Marty. I think it's your new book. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Press Club C podcast. I'm Ray Keating. In this 115th episode, yes, I'm going to talk about my newest fiction work, for better or for worse, pastor, Stephen Grant, short story. But first, a quick reminder on what the Press Club C is all about. Each letter stands for stuff we talk about. P is for politics. R is for religion, mainly Christianity. E is for economics. S is for sports. That second S is for stories, books, yeah. And writing, my own books, yeah. Other books, fiction, nonfiction, reviews, author interviews, and so on. C is for culture, pop culture, and otherwise, L is for life, the big catch-all. U is for understanding, lessons in history and economics, for example. B is for business and entrepreneurship. And that last C in press club, C is for conservative. Why? Because I am one. And again, we have to be very specific these days on what you mean by being a conservative. So I'm a Reagan, Kemp, Buckley, Coolidge, Lincoln, Madisonian kind of conservative. So the new book. Um, for better, for worse, a pastor Stephen Grant short story It's filled with action, some reflection. Um, it's the, uh, 18th book in the series. Um, if you would have asked me that, you know, would I be writing 18 pastor Stephen Grant books when I was working on the first one, I would have said you were crazy. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Stephen Grant, former, Navy SEAL, former CIA operative, becomes a pastor, a Lutheran pastor, but he never really leaves his old life and his old colleagues fully behind. So this is a short story. The story itself is about 75 pages. Um, by the way, it's my 19th work of fiction overall because I started uh, the Alliance of St. Michael series. First one of that is Cathedral, an Alliance of St. Michael novel. Um, so what's this one about? So the summary goes like this from Finland to California. And I'm talking about for better for worse from Finland to California. The tension builds and action never falters. Pastor Stephen Grant arrives on the West coast to officiate at the wedding of two friends, but the past reaches out to disrupt the festivities. Ken Grant and his former CIA colleagues stop an attack by a team of killers sent by a powerful figure bent on revenge. um, and The Revenge is focused not on Grant, but on two of his friends. Uh, one, a former CIA colleague, longtime friend, and another uh, someone that also was with the CIA. But Grant got to know uh, in more recent times. So, uh, as always, I tr- my books are so- hopefully about a good story, an entertaining story, and interesting characters. Um, it is a short story, so people have to understand that, but there's still plenty of action jammed into the 75 or so pages. Um, also we dig a bit into some of the characters and their relationships, um, for good measure, you know, listen, when you're writing a series of books where the main character is a pastor, you're going to guess what, touch on theological issues. And, um, and, in this one, I had the opportunity to, Uh, you know, touch on some issues relating to marriage and what it's all about in the end. So that's definitely in there. But I, as I've said before, do not try to hit people over the head with a two by four. You know, the first thing is to tell a good story, an interesting story, entertaining characters, so on and so on. And um, I hope I do that. And then along the way, you get to say a few things, just like any author does. But you have to do it so it's part of the story, that it's a natural part of the storytelling. And it's not, you know, it's not a uh, a novel that's just, uh, you know, a screed. Um, but we do, I do pack a lot into this, you know, less than 100-page story. And I hope, again, readers find it uh, interesting. Um, it was, you know, I want to, I'm going to, sometimes it's, you're always, I'm always uneasy about doing this. But I want to touch on, you know, like the opening First review of this came from a a Facebook reader, um, and it was very kind. Uh, You know, outstanding story. It's impressive how much um, she's addressing me on Facebook. You managed to cram, if that's the right word, into such a slender book. She enjoyed it. So that was very, very nice. Also, another person waiting for this book to come out. And I get this. I understand it. because When I wrote the first Pastor Stephen Grant short story, and now there are five. people hear short story and a lot of people get eh, but they're not, you know, it's not a 20 or 30 page thing, but it's also not a hundred and 150 pages. Right. So it's in that zone in between. And, uh, I try to make these shorter stories just as compelling as my full novels. I mean, I think of them as novels, um, I just think it would be unfair to, you know, tell somebody they're getting a novel and they get a, a story that's, you know, 80 pages long. So yes, I, I go with the 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 genre of short story. Um uh, this one person on Facebook, very kind, she wrote, I'm general not generally into short stories, but I like yours. <laughs> so that was cool. Um and I appreciated that because I, I don't know if I can say that I'm necessarily into short stories. But when the right one comes along, hey, great, fantastic! It's just like any other form of storytelling. If you do it right, then people should uh, should go along with you and enjoy it. Um, so those are some nice things that people said, and I. This is where I'm another area of being uneasy. I, I'm perple. Listen, I, I've done a lot of types type of writing, many different kinds of writing. Yeah, okay, <laughs> over the years. I was a newspaper columnist for over 20 years. I had great freedom there. So I got to read, write a lot of reviews, book reviews, movie reviews, television shows, and so on. Um, And I always tried to take great care. I mean, I took great care in writing each of my columns. But, you know, you're you're looking at something that someone else created and you're bringing a critical eye to it, whether it's a – you come out on the positive side or the negative side. Now, the age of the internet is different, right? I get that. (laughs) Um, And believe me, I have a thick skin. You cannot write a newspaper column for more than 20 years and have a thin skin. So I get it. I mean, I've, listen, there are letters I got when I was a newspaper columnist that, you know, I actually stuck in a file in case anything ever happened to me one day. Um, So I've I've got, I've seen it all. But it is interesting. And I've gotten this with the novels along the way a few times, um, where you get these these reviews that are contradictory within themselves. And I get, it, you know, listen, people writing these are not professional writers. Right. And they're, um, and sometimes they're just writing very passionately. So I get all that, but it's, it's very interesting when it's, there's a, a kind of a blatant contradiction. Um, and I've seen this several times. The, the reason I'm bringing it up was because one of the reviews that came up for the latest book was like this. um, Where the person started out and was kind of cranky because I have, if you look at my books, like a lot of books, uh, the first few pages when you open it up are quotes about either this book or other books that people have said nice things, nice reviews. Fantastic. I, believe me, I appreciate that to no end. No matter if it's a professional review or a review on Amazon or Goodreads, believe me, it is appreciated when somebody gives me any kind of thumbs up. So, but it's natural that that's what you do with the book. So this person was kind of cranky. They're like, I had to go get through all this stuff. I was like, you don't have to read that. But anyway, um, but what's interesting is with this. In, and, and again, this, this, this is not unique, but this person talked about this book and said, it, it, the story itself is interesting, right? And ties together this and that. Um, and there's some interesting discussion of, of the, uh, of the issues at hand. um, So it was all, it was kind of all very positive and then out of the blue, it was like, but nope, this is it for me, you know, and I I just didn't, didn't like it and I'm not going to read anymore. So it's like, okay, that, I mean, listen, that's your prerogative. That's great. And you have every every right to put a review out there and so on, but I always, (laughs) I find it interesting when in a, in the same review, things can be so contradictory. It's just kind of interesting. And it's a function. Listen, I have done, I've done a lot of writing during my, my career. And I got a piece of of advice from very encouraging remarks and advice from William F. Buckley Jr. Right. When I first started writing newspaper columns, I met him at a book signing. I had copy. I'd only been a columnist for a short time and I mean a very short time. So I handed him a few cop- uh, copies of a few of my columns. And I said, if you have any time at all, you know, I'd love to hear what you think and if you had any advice. So he was very, very nice man, very genuine. And he said, I most certainly will. And a month later I got a letter from him. In fact, it's hanging on my wall, my office. And it was, you know, it was very complimentary, but he said, here's here are a couple of tips, if you will, right? But if anything makes you hesitate at the keyboard, don't, don't, you know, discard it because you're making a contribution, which was like, wow, that came from William F. Buckley Jr. That was fantastic. But one of his tips was, if you get the chance, and I know it's, he was saying it's hard with a, you know, a scheduled column, a weekly column, but if you get a chance to let something rest and come back to it you come back with a clear eye and you can clean things up and you can notice contradictions and mistakes and so on. And that is invaluable advice that when I talk to writers, I relay that all the time. It helps me tremendously, but the reality is there are going to be times where you're under the gun as a writer and you don't have that luxury. But if you're not under the, if you don't have a deadline, (laughs) um, whether you're, just, you know, putting a review about a book or a movie or something that you saw online or whatever other types of writing you might be doing, man, pause, take that time and then come back to it and you will discover things that you didn't even realize uh, you wrote and you can fix it. Um, anyway, that was just, uh, that, that pops into my mind whenever I see a review like that. But uh, hey, But hey, listen, this person still gave the book. I mean, it was kind of a cranky review, three out of five stars. So I'll take that. Um, (laughs) now, uh, it's, and, and the other, the other, the latest, uh, review out on for better for worse, and it's very early stage is very complimentary. So again, I, I really do appreciate it. And listen, um, I always, I always say to people, Hey, if you like the book, uh, please put a review up on Amazon or Goodreads and so on. And I say that constantly and I hope people do that, but of course you know, if you're so stirred and angered by my book, obviously get your, you know, put, put your review up and, and I'm a big boy, I can handle it. Now, I wanted to read uh, just a little bit of something from For Better, For Worse to give people a flavor. Now, it's a short story, so it's hard. You know, you, you don't want to give away too much. Um, so what I did was I looked at um, this one character that's introduced in the book. We read him about him early on with the CIA. And then we come back to him later. So this is from chapter six for better in For Better, For Worse. And I have to admit, I am always I always feel very awkward reading from one of my books. So having said that, I'm going to read about um, in the paperback, it's about a page and a half, and uh, hopefully this will entice you to get For Better, For Worse and tell your friends uh, to get the book as well. But anyway, here it goes. <clears throat> so this is chapter six. Let's start it. After nearly four decades with the CIA, Jeff Oaks had retired a couple of years ago to a small coastal town in Maine called Clement Point. He appreciated the relaxed pace, the people, and the cold, including the coolness of the summers, and he particularly enjoyed the views from his front porch of the rocky coastline, looking down on the actual Clement Point, jetting out into the waters of the Atlantic Ocean the village and its harbor, and three islands not too far in the distance. While conversation, wine, and cheese were wrapping up at the home of Jessica West and Phil Lucina on the Pacific Ocean, Oakes slept with the bedroom window opened slightly to let in some chilly October air and sounds of the Atlantic. That ajar window also let in other noises. Oaks' home was the only house at the end of a short, narrow road. A black minivan with its lights turned off, Uh, I'm sorry, a black minivan with its lights off turned onto the street and parked behind trees short of the sight lines from the house. Three men exited the vehicle. Each was dressed in black from head to toe and carried a Sig Sauer P365 with a suppressor attached. They moved quickly and quietly toward the home and fanned out. While doing so, one of the assassins stepped on and cracked a small branch. It didn't seem to make much noise, and the man kept moving. But in the second-floor bedroom, Oaks' eyes popped open. One of the assailants swung off a small backpack and pulled out a targeted EMP device. He triggered it, and power was lost throughout the home. With a Beretta M9 pistol now in hand, Oaks stood motionless, listening inside the doorway of his bedroom. The front and back doors of the home made the slightest noises as they were opened. Two assailants moved stealthily around the first floor in search of their prey. Oakes looked at the glass door leading to the second-floor deck outside his bedroom. He remained unmoving. He waited. Once he heard the slight creaks as the intruders stepped onto the staircase, Oakes moved to the door, opened it, and stepped out onto the deck. He quietly closed the door behind him and started for the rope stored inside a box. Oaks kept it there in case he had to lower himself to the ground due to a fire in the home or if he somehow had unexpected visitors, whether common criminals or people from his past. But as he began to reach down, a voice came from behind. Let's not do that, mate. There you go. I will leave it there. I hope that entices you to to come back and read for better or for worse, and I hope you enjoy all of the Pastor Stephen Grant thrillers and mysteries. Um, All of them, signed books are at RayKeatingOnline.com. You can get the Kindle and paperback editions over at Amazon.com. By the way, the same goes for Cathedral and Alliance of St. Michael novel. Um, And You know, on the economist front, um, check out my two books in the Weekly Economist series. Also, if you need a planner, the Lutheran Planner, the to-do list solution is available at RayKeatingOnline.com. So I hope you find uh, enjoyment in all of my books. I hope you guys enjoy For Better or For Worse. Uh, I do appreciate your support when you go and buy my books. I appreciate the encouragement. Um, You know, please check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, Uh, go over to patreon.com and check out our Patreon page for the Pastor Stephen Grant Fellowship. All sorts of fun, good stuff going on. Again, thanks so much for listening uh, and God bless.